Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For the best way to fall asleep with night falls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfall's classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfall's, Nightfall's Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfall's, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfall's Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Nightfalls. Come, settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come. Join me beside the campfire tonight as we travel back through time and visit the elegant Harrogate Hotel where mystery writer Agatha seeks lodgings and little time to herself. I find that life has a way of busying itself and filling up with the things you enjoy the moment you make space and time for them. Just as my life has been filled up with friendship Agatha finds a new mystery to fill her own time, bound up between the pages of a doctored book. Before we travel back through time and tonight's story begins, let's take a moment to reflect and wind down from the day. Come to a comfortable position and allow your eyes to 
gently drift closed. As you lie there, grant yourself a moment of stillness. Feel the perfect tranquility of the night washing through you as you draw a deep breath in. As you exhale, allow any energy lingering within you to drain from your body on your out breath. Allow your breath to wash in through your nose and out through your mouth. Each cycle of it drawing you deeper and deeper into a state of relaxation. Breath by breath, your mind is beginning to clear. Just enough for you to check in with yourself. Take a moment to consider how you're feeling this evening. Know that there is truly no right or wrong way to feel. With that in mind, draw a deep breath in and thank yourself for having taken the time to listen in to your body and exhale. Breathing in, give gratitude for all of the faces and places that fill your life and bring you joy. Exhaling, let go of any negative thoughts or feelings that no longer serve you. This is your time to catch a breath and carve out a little peace and tranquility for yourself. Know that however you're doing this evening, whatever stress or strain you find to be bound up in your body, nothing is permanent. Your every breath is drawn into your body on the promise of an out-breath, a release, an opportunity to let go of all that has come to pass. Taking a final deep breath in, draw the need for sleep deep into your body and allow it to settle in your bones. As you sigh out in relief, release the burdens and responsibilities that bind you in the daylight hours and allow yourself to drift into a state of deep relaxation as tonight's story begins. It was a crisp morning in mid-December when Agatha arrived at the hotel elegant and majestic. The hotel was known for its luxurious rooms, spa facilities, and excellent customer service. It was the perfect place for Agatha to retreat from the world for a while and to take some much needed time to relax. Having left her work commitments behind, 
Agatha had travelled north through England until she'd reached the prestigious hotel in Harrogate. She'd heard of its wonderful reputation through her friends who had stayed there over the years. She wasn't sure how long she was going to be at the hotel and had decided to take it one day at a time. As soon as Agatha stepped over the threshold of the elegant entrance, she knew she'd made the right decision. There was a calming ambiance in the hotel, a feeling of serenity and tranquility. Agatha walked towards a uniformed young woman behind reception. The woman smiled at her approach and welcomed Agatha to the hotel. She asked how she could be of assistance. When Agatha asked for accommodation, the woman picked up a pen and opened the guest book. Being the astute kind, Agatha didn't miss a flicker of recognition in the woman's eyes. She looked a bit closer at Agatha as though trying to work out why she looked familiar. Before the woman could voice her suspicions, Agatha gave a false name, Mrs. Neal. On her journey north, Agatha had thought it best to use a different name during her stay at the hotel, as she reasoned it would afford her more peace and time alone. As she gave the pseudonym to the receptionist, and saw the recognition in her eyes vanish. Agatha knew it had been a wise decision. Once the receptionist had all the necessary information, she gave Agatha a key to her room, along with directions. With a smile, she told Agatha the room had excellent views over the gardens. She asked if help was needed with her luggage to which Agatha held up a small bag and advised she was travelling light and could manage on her own. She thanked the woman for her help. Agatha climbed the thickly carpeted stairs and walked along the hallway. Each step brought an increased sense of relaxation and she felt her cares drifting easily away. Her hotel room was beautiful. There were windows on two sides, which gave delightful views of the gardens. Even though it was winter, there was still an abundance of seasonal plants to behold and admire. Agatha took off her thick coat and hung it inside the oak wardrobe. She unpacked her small amount of belongings and put them away. Once that was done, she settled down in a comfy armchair next to the window and took in the view. A soft smile alighted on Agatha's face. This was the time to do nothing but relax and take things easy. 
she sighed happily and continued to gaze out of the window. After a short while, her thoughts turned to her surroundings. There was a lot of history in the hotel and many famous people had stayed there. Her friends had told her about the beautiful dining areas and the spa facilities. Agatha's curious nature got the better of her and she decided to take a wander around the hotel. There would be time to gaze out of the window later. She left her room and began her exploration of the building. She went downstairs, taking in the oil portraits which adorned the walls as she went. She headed into the lounge and saw a young couple relaxing in an upholstered sofa, quietly discussing their plans for the day. Maps lay open on their knees. At the other side of the room, a quartet of octogenarians were playing a quiet game of bridge. Their brows furrowed in concentration. A large open fire was lit, and the crackle of the burning logs gave the room a soothing atmosphere. Agatha was about to walk away from the lounge, but then she spotted a small bookshelf at the side of the fire, which, to her trained eye, contained an interesting library of work. Some of the covers looked familiar, and she smiled when she saw that one of her favourite books was amongst the collection. Unable to resist, she walked over to the bookshelf and picked up the book. It was written by Maxwell M. Collins, and the title was The Mysterious Tourist. Agatha took a seat in a high-backed armchair and opened the book. There was nothing like a good old-fashioned mystery to relax a person. The book was like an old friend to Agatha, and one she'd read many times. She loved the author's easy way with words, and how gently a reader was brought into the story. She smiled as she turned to chapter one. Ask Mrs. Davenport about her London spiced cake recipe. Look for the interesting ingredient. Agatha's smile vanished. Those weren't the right words. The story began at midnight on a beach in Hawaii. There wasn't a Mrs. Davenport in the book, and there certainly wasn't any reference to a London spiced cake. Agatha surmised she had picked up the wrong book. She examined the dust cover, and it was definitely the right one. But it must have been placed on the wrong book. By mistake. She removed the dust cover and looked at the book beneath. 
Her eyebrows rose in surprise as she examined the gold-embossed letters on the front of the book. The Mysterious Tourist by Maxwell M. Collins The spine of the book showed the same details. Agatha was confused. What was going on? She turned back to chapter one and read the peculiar first sentence again. Then she read the following sentences. They were as they should be and followed the plot of Maxwell's story. Agatha held the book towards the lights of the fire and noticed how the first sentence was raised ever so slightly as if it had been affixed at some later date. Looking more closely at the text, she realized the font was different from the rest of the page because the letter E had an extended curl on its lower part. It was a subtle difference, but Agatha spotted it. Someone had tampered with this book. But who? And why? It was a mystery. She laid the book on her lap and stared into the flickering flames of the fire. She could put the book back and continue with her wanderings around the hotel. Or she could casually ask around and see if anyone knew who Mrs. Davenport was and if indeed she did have a recipe for London spiced cake. Perhaps it had been Mrs. Davenport who had placed the text inside the book. Maybe she was proud of her London spiced cake and wanted to share her enthusiasm for it. Agatha decided she couldn't leave the book as it was so she took it to the helpful woman on reception and showed her the peculiar sentence. The young woman, Claire, was astounded at the discovery. The famous author, Maxwell M. Collins, had regularly stayed at the hotel, but it had been before Claire had started working there, and she'd never met him. But as for Mrs. Davenport, Claire did know her and told Agatha she had recently retired as the hotel's cook. She'd had a reputation as an excellent baker and her cakes and pastries were famous. Claire wasn't aware of her London spiced cake, but Mrs. Davenport had left her recipe book behind as a gift for the new cook. Claire said she was about to go on her break, so perhaps they could go to the kitchen now and have a look at the book to see if the recipe was there. Just to satisfy our curiosity, Claire said with a twinkle in her eyes. If you insist, Agatha said, trying hard not to let her eyes twinkle in delight too.
the duo headed into the kitchen and found it abuzz with chatter and activity. The aroma of freshly baked cake filled the air. Claire took Agatha over to a smiling woman who was wearing a long apron that was lightly dusted with flour and icing sugar. She was called Beryl and had replaced Mrs. Davenport as the hotel's cook. Claire introduced Agatha to Beryl and then explained the mystery of the book to the cook and asked if Mrs. Davenport had mentioned anything about it before she'd left. Agatha was holding the book and opened it to show Beryl the peculiar sentence. The cook broke into jolly laughter. Well, I never. I've known Mrs. Davenport for years, and I can't imagine she had anything to do with that. Let me have a look at that recipe book of hers. She wiped her hands on a tea towel and reached towards a shelf behind her. She picked up a thick book which had curly handwriting on the front. Beryl flicked through it until she came to the page she was looking for. She ran her finger down the list of ingredients, nodding as she did so. When she got to the last ingredient, her nod was replaced by a slow shake of her head. This can't be right. It doesn't belong there at all. Why would she put that in her recipe? I've only made this cake once, but I would have remembered adding such a peculiar herb. And why she typed it when the rest was handwritten? Beryl held the recipe book towards Agatha and Claire. She put her finger on the last ingredient. Two teaspoons of finely chopped basil. Unlike the other ingredients which had been handwritten, the last item had been typed on a separate piece of paper and then glued onto the page. And the typeface had the same distinctive letter E which the novel had. Agatha pointed out this similarity to Claire and the cook. The mystery deepens, Claire said. We grow basil in the main gardens during the summer, but I believe herbs are cultivated inside the greenhouse at this time of year. Could we go to the greenhouse and have a look at them? Agatha asked, just to satisfy our curiosity once again. Claire's wide smile gave Agatha the answer she was hoping for. Let me know how you get on, Beryl said. Claire and Agatha promised to do so. They swiftly collected their outdoor coats before leaving the hotel by the rear door and walking into the gardens. Geoffrey, 
the hotel's long-standing gardener, was busy inside the warm greenhouse. But he put his tools down when he saw Claire and Agatha entering. He professed it a delight to have such unexpected company and asked if they'd like to stay for a cup of tea. He produced a tartan flask and held it up. Not being one to refuse tea, Agatha said yes and thanked him for his kind offer. Claire agreed to a drink too. The gardener hummed happily to himself as he poured the warm liquid into delightfully mismatched china cups. He gave the drinks to Agatha and Claire and invited them to take a seat on the bench beneath the potted palm trees. Once they were seated, Agatha explained their reason for calling into the greenhouse. She showed Geoffrey the book and opened it to chapter one. The gardener took off his cap and scratched his head. I've read that book a few times. I know the action starts on a beach in Hawaii. You must have thought you had the wrong book when you first saw it. I did, Agatha confirmed. She told him about Mrs. Davenport's recipe and the typed addition of two teaspoons of finely chopped basil. She then asked if he was growing any at the moment, and if so, could they see it, please? I started growing some last month, and you can certainly have a look at them. Stay there, and I'll bring my pots over. He ambled away to the far side of the greenhouse and returned with a tray in his hands. Inside the tray were rows of small brown pots, which had green shoots sprouting from the soil. Each pot had a handwritten label inserted into it, which confirmed the seedlings were basil. But one pot had a different marker, one which was typed, but not handwritten. Agatha noticed it immediately and pointed it out to the others. The gardener smiled. Well spotted. That label appeared outside in the middle of a patch of basil one day. It must have been about ten years ago when it turned up. I don't know who made it, or who put it there, but it withstands all weathers and never fades. So I've kept it, and I use it every year. There must be a layer of hard-wearing lacquer on it. Agatha asked if she could take a closer look at the label. Geoffrey put the tray down on the table and plucked the typed label from the pot. He pulled the clean handkerchief from his top pocket and wiped the soil from it before handing the marker to Agatha. She carefully ran her finger around the smooth label. Yes, it was definitely coated in something to protect it from the elements. 
noticing something. She asked if she could look at one of the other markers too. The gardener picked up the nearest one and gave it a quick clean before handing it over. Agatha held them both up to the light and proclaimed the one with the typed words was double the thickness of the other and it actually looked like it was two markers fixed together. When Claire asked why a person would do that, Agatha said it was possible something was hidden within the two markers, but they would only know that for certain if they separated them. Agatha cast a look at Geoffrey and slightly raised one eyebrow in question. The gardener rubbed his hands together in a gleeful manner. Of course we can open it. I love a good mystery. And if there's something fixed between the markers, we have to see it. I have just the tools to prise these apart. And if I'm careful, I won't cause any damage and can put them back together. Agatha and Claire sat back on the bench with the warm cups of tea cradled in their hands. They watched the gardener skillfully prise the markers apart and true to his word, he didn't cause any damage to them. When the markers came away from each other, a small, folded piece of paper fluttered free. Gardener picked it up and gave it to Agatha. You read it, miss. Agatha carefully unfolded the paper and saw a typed message there. There was a distinctive curl on the letter E. Go to the room with two windows and find the hidden drawer. The gardener scratched his head again. There's more than one room with two windows. How are you supposed to find the right one? Agatha turned to Claire and asked if there was a room a certain Maxwell M. Collins had stayed in when he visited the hotel. Claire smiled. He did, and from what I've heard, he insisted on staying in the same one every time he came here. It's the room you are in. Agatha's smile was as broad as Claire's. Then we must go there immediately. If you have time. Claire confirmed she did have time. Agatha thanked Geoffrey for his help and promised to return if they found anything. Geoffrey gave her a studied look and asked if they'd met him before. She looked familiar to him. Agatha smiled and said they hadn't met before and she just had one of those faces. With Claire at her side, Agatha returned to her hotel room. Thanks to the nature of her work, Agatha knew where many secret drawers could be located and it didn't take long for her to discover a false floor in the bottom of the wardrobe. Using a nail file, she opened it 
and was astonished to find a pile of papers which were bound in brown string. She carefully lifted the papers from the concealed drawer and put them on a table. She stared at them in silence. Claire asked Agatha what she'd found. A manuscript. Agatha looked at the top page and read the typed words. It's a story written by Maxwell M. Collins. It isn't a story I've heard of before, so I'm assuming it's a new one. If he was last here ten years ago, he must have left it here then. She shook her head in disbelief. Agatha noticed a card sticking out from behind the first page. She picked it up and read the handwritten words. To whomever it concerns, congratulations, you have found my hidden manuscript. I'm impressed by your powers of deduction, and I sincerely hope you enjoyed the challenge I unwittingly set you. As my reward, you will be the first person to read my unpublished story. And if you so desire, you can share it with your friends. Once you've done that, and if it's not too much of an imposition, could you send it on to my publisher? I've included their address along with some postage stamps. You have my heartfelt thanks. My warmest wishes to you. Maxwell M. Collins Agatha and Claire looked at each other and broke into huge smiles. Claire glanced at her watch and said she must be getting back to work. She thanked Agatha for such a delightful interlude and said if Agatha happened upon any more puzzles during her stay, she must let Claire know. As Claire left the room, a glimmer of recognition alighted in her eyes again. Her tone was warm as she said, Enjoy your stay here, Mrs. Neal. It was a few hours later when Agatha finally got the chance to read Maxwell's story. She returned to the lounge where the mystery had begun and snuggled down in the high-backed armchair feeling the gentle warmth of the fire on her face. She gazed out of the window and noticed the sun was dipping below the horizon. A handful of stars were visible in the sky and the crescent moon peeped out from behind a cloud. The world looked especially enchanting. The fire crackled and the flickering flames danced over the coals. Lamps cast soft glows around the cosy room. Agatha placed her hand on the manuscript and savoured the precious moments of the mystery within which was yet to unfold. 
she turned to chapter one and began to read. A feeling of peaceful tranquility flowed through her. That was nothing like a good old-fashioned mystery to relax a person. It wasn't long before a delightful drowsiness settled on Agatha. Her eyes grew tired, and a small yawn escaped from her. It was time to turn in for the night. Agatha returned to her room and was soon settled beneath the warm covers of the bed. Thoughts of her day stayed in her mind for a while before gently drifting away. She felt peaceful and content relaxed and sleepy. She softly fell into a deep, deep slumber. <laughs>